0: Today I really want to speak to us about where do we go from here after the storm. I realize that here you're in a a bit of a different place than we are in in the Sugarland area. We've kind of moved on in a sad way with our lives and hopefully we will never go back to normal. Normal is overrated anyway. It's not where we're supposed to be. We are supernatural, right? And God has intended for us to be that. So I'm going to help you with some things that I believe the Lord is saying right now uh, to the church. I wanted to see if they uh, had that picture. Did they have that picture, Kara? If you can put that on the wall, hand me my my phone out of my purse, please. Uh, There is something that happened to me the wednesday before harvey came to see us on sunday now you have to remember i had no clue at that moment at that time this was a wednesday afternoon cornell my sister and her sister-in-law were with us and i had no idea uh that there was a storm coming in fact no one had said anything it hadn't even been on television the newscasters it weren't making, but as I drove up on that Wednesday, this was over our church. There's a double rainbow there. Do you see that right over to the side? And I wrote this immediately. I sent this to Randy and staff last Wednesday and said, this is what I said. I wasn't even thinking. I just wrote what was in my spirit as God was sending. God will provide and keep us, and a double anointing and blessing will overshadow us. Do not walk in fear or doubt, but watch what I will do as I turn the tables on the enemy. So, that was before Sunday morning. Now, uh, if you really want to know what this storm is about, this is my humble opinion, but I believe it is the heart of God. It is a a wake-up call for the church, number one. It's getting us in position, um, not... I don't believe that the rapture is any second. I personally do not believe that. You can believe that if you want. But I do believe that He is preparing us for His coming. And it, it, and yes, we have entered into the greatest last day move of the Holy Spirit. And I believe with all my heart that we crossed over into a new season during this storm. I, I believe that wholeheartedly but I and I believe that as the scripture said we wouldn't know the day or the hour of the coming or the second coming of Christ we may not know the day or the hour of this great last day move of the spirit awakening but we do know the season and we have entered into it without a doubt we have entered into that season and I believe that of course your theology is bad if you think that God caused the storm, He didn't. I've never been through a storm in my life ever that I didn't end up that it didn't end up taking me somewhere. That it didn't end up, if I allowed it, taking me to a better place. I've never even been through a test that, when it was over, I didn't know more of the character and the nature of God than when I went into the test. Is anybody out there? Okay, just saying. So it, it made me tougher, it made me more prepared, it, it made me stronger, it made me more resilient, and that's what storms do for us. I uh, I didn't like the storm, no. I didn't like the test, no. I didn't like the inconvenience, no I did not. I didn't, but I do know one thing, that in the midst of it, even though I didn't like the pain. but. I didn't like all of the feelings I was having. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and what he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. That's what comes up out of my spirit when I think about it. When the, when the winds stop... When the winds stop blowing and the rain stop pouring, and the floods stop rising, when the enemy stops fighting you on that particular front or that storm, and when you come out of the hospital or when you come off drugs or when you come through an unbelievable financial crisis, when you get through there, there's something inside of you that you know that he has a way of taking what the enemy meant for evil. And turning it for good it's like Job said oh my goodness my brothers don't worry don't think about it Mike don't even go there I'm not fixing to kill you or destroy you I w- look you don't even understand what you meant for evil God was setting me up and that's what God has done during this storm and any storm in your life the whole nation our whole world is in a storm right now. Did y'all know that? This is kind of my backstory. I'm not to my to the actual message part yet, but this is my backstory. And this is how this is stirred inside of me. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has an opinion good bad ugly no matter what but they know they everybody thinks they know what should be done when it should be done how it should be done and they need they know when we need to be fighting who and what we needed to have said here and who should be running this and who should be running that but when the storm is over. This is what we know when we get through it, that really He is the only one on whom we can build our foundation, our rock, our solid foundation is in Him. This is where I believe that Jesus said, let the church really be the church. This is the time the church has got to wake up and be what she's called to be. I have been quoting the scripture, "Arise, shine, for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon me, and the nations and the nations shall come, and the nations shall come to the calling. I know. Without a doubt that these are tough times. In fact, I understand that it's a gross understatement, really. When you think about mass shootings, when you think about an eclipse, when you think about all of the earthquakes, the various earthquakes that have killed thousands of people just recently, the hurricanes, all of the, the unbelievable things that we are seeing in our nation and around the world right now. I mean, uh, nuclear bomb threats. Yes, it's a gross understatement for us to say these are tough times. Not to mention the fact that we have hateful, spiteful, mean-spirited people on on the air and on. On every social media, verbalizing, spewing out garbage and disunity and disharmony and strife on every hand, everywhere. Yes, these are tough times. Everybody is snatching and grabbing for something, and everybody thinks they're right. That is where we are. Yeah. But in the midst of it, we have seen love in the streets. We have seen strangers open up their arms to strangers in the middle of all that. We've seen people giving things that of their own self that they never would have given before. And uh, we've seen white folk, we've seen brown folk, we've seen black folk. We've seen every color, every culture, every race come together for one purpose to help and to serve and to make life better. That's some good in your face, Satan. What you meant for harm, look what God is doing. I'm sorry, I'm getting real. I'm, I don't know what it's called, but there's something bubbling down in here. Most of all, though, I tell you we have become tougher we found out the church can pull its weight we found out that when the government wasn't there the church was already there we found out that she didn't have to go through processes in red tape we found out that she knew that the boots were made for walking and that's just what we'll do And bless God, we'll walk all over you, Satan, because that's what the church had been designed to do in this hour. You want to know where God is? Well, I'm going to tell you. But this is what I want you to know. Most of all, we found out that whether you you live in a mansion or whether you live in a bunker, or whether you live in a shelter, it doesn't matter whether we lost everything or we were blessed to not lose anything. No matter where we were and what phase we were in, He was present with us. He is a very present help. You want to know where God is? He's where people are in trouble because He's a very present right now help. Just get yourself in trouble. That's not the way to find Him. But I can tell you one thing. He shows up every time. Yes, He's in our praises. But He's where people are hurting and desperate and in need. If you know Him, if you know Him, you can call Him and He will answer. That's where He is. The days are ahead. The days are ahead are going to be trying. I want you to know that. And for some, we've seen some families that have been reunited and reconciled, and I believe God's doing that. Others have lost their loved ones. But I, there's a prophetic word that came in my spirit a couple weeks ago when I was ministering in Austin about Thanksgiving because there is so much thanksgiving and praise that have to come out of the people of God right now. That has to be your baseline. That has to be your core foundation. No matter what, I will praise Him. And I believe that this Thanksgiving is gonna be the most healing, restorative Thanksgiving. And so I just want to include you in this word, please. This is what I sense and feel. Prepare a table, prepare a long one, prepare a big one. Bring people in you haven't ever brought in. Invite people you never would have thought to invite. And bring those people because God is going to give you an opportunity. And in the middle of the Thanksgiving table, there's going to be healing and reconciliation. And there's going to be salvation. Just watch God work. This is our time. So... Let's, let's take somebody. Would you do something? I'm about to pray, and then I'm going to give you some scripture and uh, finish my message. Take someone by the hand if you don't mind and squeeze it real tight and be thankful because this is what I want you to do during these times as we move forward is I want you to hold your loved ones a little tighter than you've ever held them. Hold your church family a little tighter than you've ever held them in your life. Help strangers that you don't even know through their most turbulent and difficult times. Make sure you call and check on people. Make sure that if you haven't heard from them, ask them how they're doing. Call people. You know, here's the deal. Pay off. Will be worth the pain you're going through and tell somebody find someone in the grocery store with Tears in their eyes and walk over to them and give them a word of encouragement during this season This is our time to be what God's called us to be. It's our time to make sure the right people That are around us make sure that you've got the right people around you Make sure that you are unifying and not dividing That's what God's calling us to in this hour and when we're in a storm we always have this tendency We always have this tendency to wonder where God is But here's what I want you to know that don't take the presence of the storm To indicate the absence of God because He's always there. He's always there. I am gonna pray for you. Father, I just thank you right now. Bind us together, Lord. Give us unity in our communities, give us kindness, and give us that kind of unity that. Lord Jesus, that cannot be carrying us away. Love us, envelop us, give us that drive and courage that supersedes all of our fears and weaknesses and and, and, and incapacitates. Lord, I thank you that you are able to meet every need and minister to your people today. Seize this place. Seize this city. Seize this golden triangle. Seize our churches and leadership and bring us through what we can do. Oh, and let us know that we can do nothing without you. Take over every soul in this building and Lord, lift them up. We turn them over to you today in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, our Father. Now, you can drop hands for a moment. This is a, a you know, I think it's real great when, when you understand Job said. You know, I said before I prayed that in the, in the presence of storms, Don't take for granted that that God is absent. Don't do that because he isn't. In fact, Job said, I look look for him. Here's the thing, though. Job couldn't find him on the left and he couldn't find him on the right. And here's why. And he couldn't find him behind him. And he's supposed to have our back. But the problem is that doesn't mean he's not there because in storms you don't see well. It's not about at that point when we're in a storm, our sensual emotions are not really at their all-time high. We're not our very best. We don't see the best. We don't hear the best because we are focused on the storm. But do not take it for granted that God isn't there because he always is. He is there, Peter. He may not be, he may not be awake as you think, but let me tell you, he hadn't jumped out of the boat. He's still down there. You gotta understand that he is with us and he will never leave us. He promised us that. Now, huh? That's something I want to talk about real quickly. Promises. Let's go there because I, I got this. Deep revelation in my spirit. It's not deep for you, I know, but for me it was. And it it just hit me so deep when I realized it last night. He promised He would never leave us. He would never forsake us. And all the promises, watch out for the promises of God. That promise that I saw in that rainbow that God was going to be faithful, well, just know that the enemy is after the promise always after the promise and God never promises you the obvious neither do you neither do I he always promises something that at some point you are gonna be in doubt about so you know when I promised Randy that I would love him forever, I did I didn't promise him I will always be a five foot six and a half girl no uh, you know I'm not that he knew that it's those things that you may be in doubt about you've got you give a promise when you know that something is going to come to make you doubt it but look don't be so aware of the storm that you lose awareness of the promises of God that he has given us and and desires to see fulfilled in our life so this is what we have learned. Now, let's talk about after the storm. If you'll go with me to Genesis 8. Genesis 8. I can do this easily in a few minutes. I can skip over what I need to. In Genesis, there was a flood. Let me tell you a little bit about it, and then I want you to go to the, 20, no, the 8th chapter uh, and the first verse. And we'll start there in a minute. But let me tell you what happened previous to this. God told Noah to build an ark. He told Noah to build an ark. Never built an ark before. didn't know what an ark was. Craziness going on up in there. Is it a box? Whatever it is. But God gave him specific instructions. And Noah did that. Then he got all the animals. Then he got his sons and his daughter-in-laws. Then he got his family into the ark. Do y'all remember all that? And his wife, do y'all remember that? okay now you're set up so let's go to Genesis 8 now so he's they're gonna live and the storm comes and it did start raining they didn't even know what rain was but it starts to rain oh my Lord we know what rain is yeah just ask Ryan Lewis who was standing outside their house trying his best to get stuff away so it wouldn't get in his house for hours and hours God and Ryan kept it out of their home (laughs) i'm telling you it was amazing but the rain just kept coming they'd never seen rain didn't know what rain was but it came now here's what happened what happens after the storm that's that's what we want to know we know there's a lot of stuff going on all over southeast texas but this is what the word says in genesis 8 1 then god remembered noah okay I have been working on this message on unity, and I'm not preaching it today, but I'll give you a a tidbit of it because I, I wanted to bring a bunch of grain, just thousands of pieces of little bitty grain, grain. But here's the deal. God, when He remembers, you know His table, He said, Remember me? Remember doesn't mean to not forget. This is what it means. Put back together again. Oh, God is about to put Noah back together again because now it seems as if they have nothing. And it seems like in Southeast Texas many of you have nothing, but God is about to put you back together again. He is going to remember you. And it's like those grains. When you get it together, you pull it together. He pulls it all together. It becomes one loaf one beautiful loaf of bread oh my goodness I I really don't even need to go there let me just get back on this subject about remembering because I believe that during this season number one the thing the first lesson that I want you to learn after the storm is God remembers you say God remembers me he definitely does he remembers us and then It goes on to say that He remembered them and every living thing and all the animals that were with Him. Oh, that's another thing we'll get to later, but let me tell you in advance. God doesn't only remember you, but who all came through the storm with you. Just saying. Then God remembered Noah and He put him back together. It's the opposite of dismember remember is the opposite of dismember and god is remembering his body right now the body of christ he's putting us back together and unifying us as one body not dismembered everywhere what okay so i've been trying to figure out what god is doing well after the storm you know take the just the eclipse that was seen from coast to coast are you telling me, Renee, that those signs in the in the, uh, in the the sky may be signs for us today? Absolutely. Joel 2.28 says, And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall dream dreams. Your old men, your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And also on my mat. Men servants and maid servants, I will pour out of my spirit in those days. The sun shall be darkened. Sounds like an eclipse to me. And the moon turned into blood. So what are you saying? Are you telling me that the signs in the heavens are participating factor of one of the final moves of the Holy Spirit in the last days before Jesus comes? Yes, I am. I am saying that unequivocally. Matthew 24, 6 says, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things come to pass, but the end is not yet. Say, not yet. yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. Does that sound like what I'm talking about? But then it goes on to say again, but these are the beginning of sorrows. The end is not yet. Say not yet. Say not yet. So what's going on? What is God? Well, why? Why the storms? Why did God allow it? I know He didn't bring it. My doctrine is right. I know He didn't bring it. Then why the storms? I'll tell you why. Romans 8, 18 says, For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. He's waiting on the sons of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now the earth is a living thing it's groaning it's moaning it's producing harvest the seed is in the ground it's waiting for the people of God to get in position say get in position get in your place could it be that the storms have been designed to wake up a church that's too apathetic too casual, maybe, too mm, about it. And this is my prayer now God, don't let us forget the urgency of the storm not we don't want to be in the storm we want the peace surrounding us but we do want the intensity and the urgency of the time and the season that we're in don't let us forget it too quickly father and i pray that over this house and i pray it over your house i am believing that god is going to keep us right in the middle of where He wants us to be. I believe that somewhere in here we have become too casual, and I'm not talking about jeans, and I I wore those last week. I'll probably have them on next week. I'm not talking about all that. I'm just talking about reverence. I'm just talking about there is a fear. The spirit of the fear of God has to be upon the people of God. And when it comes, always... There is an absolute outpouring of the Spirit of God when that fear comes. The fear of God, not the fear of man, but the fear of God. And I believe. Now, since the church has been largely apathetic, and you know that as well as I do, all of a sudden, here comes Mr. Harvey. Now, then came Irma, then came, I think, Jose, and then H-I-J, Katia. Yeah, Then all of those came right behind each other. Watch this. Harvey means army warrior. It hit Rockport and Corpus Christi first. And army came against that which was founded upon rock. And Corpus means body. And Christi means Christ. It first came to the body of Christ. Christ. Yeah, hit the body of Christ on a Sunday morning. And we thought it was a Sunday morning as usual. But never again will it be a Sunday morning as usual. We don't need usual. We need God empowered. We need supernatural encounters and empowerment. God woke up the church and then comes along. Oh, I love this. Then came along Irma, which means warrior goddess. And then Hosea comes along. Guess what he means? This is number two. May God give increase and in favor. That's what comes along. And right, favor and increase are lessons. And there are things you've got to know. It's number three increase and in favor come after the storm. Look for it, expect it. Begin to call it out and call it to you in the name of the Lord. I don't care what storm you're in. It may not be what we've been in. But increase and favor always come if you survive the storm. And if you're sitting in here, evidently you did. Y'all aren't near as excited about that as I am. Okay, so let's move on. Number four, Kati. Cadia means virginal or restoring like new Restoration is huge. It's part of the what happens after the storm and you get new things you get it brand new again You feel brand new things you've never had before there's favor. There's increase. There's a newness There's a restoration for those who are believing and trusting and belong to God and have him on their side This is what we get this is it. This is where we are. This is what we get. Now, look at this. There was a flood. And as the flood came to an end, I want to go back up and give me that like 22nd verse uh, of Genesis. No, no, no. No, the fourth verse, and the third verse. And the waters receded continually from the earth. At the end of the 150 days, the waters decreased. Then the ark rested in the seventh month the seventh day of the month, on the Mount of Ararat. Did y'all know that? Y'all knew that, didn't you? Okay, hang on. I got to get back to my... So, Ararat. Ararat. There you go. Ararat is where it rested. Now, this is an awesome thing because here we find out that right at that Ararat is where Noah released and allowed a dove To go out y'all remember that and if there was any place now the dove represents the holy spirit and you remember that from matthew 3 where jesus was baptized and then as a voice from heaven said behold the son of god who taketh away the sins of the world uh, when that began to take place a dove appeared y'all remember that okay so the dove represents always in the New and the Old Testament the Holy Spirit of God. So we send out the Holy Spirit and to find a resting place, to find a place to land. And if it didn't find a place, it would come back. But guess what it did? It came back. Now they sent it out the second time and it came back with what? An olive leaf. What does olive mean? Anointing. Oh, my goodness, the Holy Spirit is looking for an anointed place to land. I just made that up, but I, that's, that's it. That's exactly what happened. The olive leaf is the anointing. And then the dog gets out the third time. It did not return because it knew it was safe for the door to be open because it found a place to land the dove in the new testament the next place we find that dove and that holy spirit is on the day of pentecost the next time we see like that is one mind and one accord in one place in the upper room could it be could it be let me just ask you could it be that these storms were designed and without even knowing it, god turned the tables on the enemy me like he said he would and they were designed and somehow God is saying I'm looking for a resting place for my anointing to fall I'm looking for uh, the Holy Spirit to fall on an anointed place and I say this is it God pour it out this is it this is the place this is the season this is the reason so the ark landed at Mount Auret and then you will not believe what that means error means look it up the curse is reversed yeah oh yeah the curse is reversed the very first thing god said to me was i will turn the tables on the enemy and send it back to him and then we can be at the table and say in your face satan what you meant for evil god meant for good and we will reverse the curse that's the next thing you got to know that the holy the holy spirit is looking for a place to land the curse is reversed the curse is reversed and here's the other thing you gotta know that in the middle of this those things that have attached themselves to mama and daddy and sister and brother and aunts and uncles and generations past this is the time that god reverses the curse after the storm Ah, when you land at that place and it is over and the rain ceases, he begins to reverse the curse. So I start reversing things, things that you have been hanging on to you for a long time. Right now would be a good time to have a praise meeting and just start thanking God that he is reversing the curse in your life. And not only that, this is what I told you a while ago. The other thing is he reversed the curse, but all of them landed on Mount Ararat. All of them so whoever is with you whoever survived the storm and came through with you they may be sitting at home today your kids may be somewhere and they've been on drugs and can't get rid of it for years but right now while I'm talking something is happening the reverse it's a reverse that is taking place the curse is being broken off of them in the name of Jesus we declare that we declare that we need We need to start thanking God in advance for what's already happening in our house. Whoever's with you. Now, when the storms, with it brings rain and wind and you know lots of things get swept away. And number 10 is God has a wonderful way of removing distractions out of our way. And things get swept away that needed to be swept away. And there's a way that God just gets us focused on what's important. You know, but here's the thing. It causes our, our, our lives to be centered on what He really, truly wants us to be about. And one of the things that I've noticed so clearly in the storms over and over, even unbelievers are talking about miracles. Even unbelievers are saying you will not believe this unusual thing. This unbelievable. This happened and that, and suddenly somebody just showed up. There was no way they could have known. And I was over here and oh my God, I looked and it was I was out and I have heard more miraculous things during a storm. Miracles, miracles are unleashed during storms. But after the storm, it's up to us. To make sure our mindset is totally focused on what God has wanted us to do all along, called us to be. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I mean, come on. If you don't think you are, well, I mean, who in the world talks about resurrections? And healing and laying on of hands and casting out demons and all that kind of stuff well that's who we are that's what we are we are Bible believers we are Jesus believers we believe all of that and we believe that when the storm comes he's gonna keep us and keep our mind focused on miraculous things we're gonna see more miracles and signs and wonders than we've ever seen if you don't believe it Then you don't need it. If you need miracles, then you better get a hold of this by faith We don't walk by faith. We don't walk by sight We walk by faith decree and declare the miracles that God has for us during this season I know without a doubt God did so many things he wiped away all this is number 12 He wiped away all the differences and all of a sudden we're all on the same playing field God, keep us there. Keep us there in the Spirit. When all of our houses are gone, it doesn't matter what color I am. When my my cars are floating down the river, it doesn't matter what neighborhood I live in anymore. And, And when I can't get my kids out, I don't and finally a boat comes I don't ask them are you Republican or Democrat because if you're not what I want you to be or your boat don't look like I want it to look then you can go on down the road oh no we don't ask those questions no it has a way of putting us all on the same playing field somehow some way God after the storm oh Jesus help after the storm keep us in that place I can promise you storms do what no elections and no politics will ever do God has a way of getting things right because my opinion and your opinion is nothing until God stands up and says this is my opinion on the subject here's what I love about God's battles: not only do we win if you're on the lord's side but you get to take whatever the enemy had in his possession and you get to enjoy the spoils so i'm just saying give me my peace back give me my joy back give you your strength back give your youth back to you whatever the enemy get it back say it's my time now it's over buddy and the fat lady has some and you don't have a You don't have a clue, and you don't have a chance even in hell. Because the heavens and the earth are the Lord's, I can tell you. Everything belongs to God and authority over all He has given unto His Son Jesus who gave to us. And so it doesn't matter now what He does. We get the spoils. We get our joy back. We get our strength back no man ever and i will end with this storms come and this is the purpose of them over and over storms came in life to find out what your true purpose and what your foundation is made of and here's this deal and i don't i'm not going to minister it i'm going to come back and preach it later it's the very message God gave me after we had Katrina, Katrina and Rita together. And it is this: what praise produces? Now here's the thing: storms come to find out, after everything's swept away and there's nothing left, is there anything worth praising God left about? Do you still have a praise down deep inside of you? Is there still something that can come up out of your belly and say, no matter what? Here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. In Numbers, you can read about it. You can read about it how that Leah, who was married to Jacob, falsely, you know, Jacob and his father, Laman, they stuck her under that tent. Ooh, I really do want. At him when I think about what he did to her I in mean, like Medea. I want to say I got my peace go low buddy just just oh I can't even think about it that darling had no identity he stole that away from her but and so she had one child and said this time he'll see me no 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 when you're in a storm no can't be seen uh-uh. and this time She said, I'll do it again. She gave her most intimate self, the deepest things in her. Second time, oh, he'll hear me this time. I know that I'm going to be accepted this time. Third time, oh, you know, he hadn't seen me yet. He hadn't heard me, and he's brought, you know, his other one up in here to make fun of me. But let me tell you, this time I've got it. This one I've got it. No, 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 she didn't have it because that one was to be attached to her, and it didn't. That was Levi. Then came along finally. She said, "Uh, oh, I got to go back to my roots. This thing ain't about him anyway. It's never been about him. It's always been about who God called me to be. My identity will never be found in anything but God. And my identity is always in him. So I will not produce anything from out of me from this moment forth that isn't produced out of praise. And the next one she has, his name was Judah. And if you go in the bloodline of Judah, you will find what praise produces. And let me tell you, it is pretty, pretty awesome. There is something happening in the earth today. And I pray and believe with all my heart that we will not forget and we will allow God to remember us. Put us back together make sure that the disjointedness and the dysfunction in our lives and even in the body of Christ is Somehow merged together and we are put back together whole and complete and wholesome and Restored to the beautiful bride of Christ that he is looking for don't make no mistake about it God's not coming back after a pitiful wimp down scared bride that can't get her act together. No, no, no. He's coming back for one without spot or wrinkle. And here's the deal. You think, well, that's going to take years. No, it don't take long. Uh-uh. When the, all the things get in place and the alignments all come together, you can take the hardest sinner, And immediately they say, where's Jesus? I see the cross. I see the cross. So it doesn't take long, stand up with me. I'm gonna pray over you and our host is gonna come. But I believe and trust that this is a season that we will never forget, that we will remember that God is remembering us god is bringing us back together and unifying his body together because we will arise and shine for the light is come and the glory of the lord is risen on every one of us and he will bring nations to us he will bring nations to you it's no accident that god had pastor randy and me to be in a place in sugarland texas which is the most international region In the United States of America, and I used to say per capita, not anymore. It just is. In our our church alone, 37 nations represented. You tell me that God doesn't know what He's doing. He's called this house. To be a unifier he's called this house to be a healer this house shall be called a house of prayer if my people who are called by my name so I want you to know that great things are coming your way if you haven't experienced those yet look what you've got to look forward to just look what you've got to look forward to God is about to do great things in your life and in this place so father i thank you now that we release upon these people the blessings your blessings your restoration your favor your increase god i believe unity is coming the holy spirit is looking for a place to land the holy spirit will fall in beaumont texas even in this house that is anointed and ready serving. And Father, we thank you that the curse is reversed. They have that to look forward to. We break things off of them that have been been tagging along for years and years and years. And Father, we thank you that a lifestyle, a new lifestyle of miracles, signs and wonders is our way of living. We will not go back. We will not go back. After the storm, Lord, if, you, if we are on your side, you get to take what the enemy had in possession and we get it back. We get it back. After the storm, you see what you, we are all again able to see what we're created for and we know we were created for your presence, for your worship, for praise. We will not be defined by our race our uh, political affiliation we won't be defined by our culture but we have a bigger purpose and we will be defined by a kingdom culture that will stay and will keep its principles in this last hour. I thank you individually, Father, that you are visiting us. I thank you that individually we are a holy habitation for your glory and for your anointing to reside. Come, come, come upon your people. Let it be, let it be, let it be. We thank you, our Father, in Jesus' name.